With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Everything Home. The transformational show about life, laughter, and the pursuit of happiness delivered by good people doing good business and good things. ready to be entertained yet learn some incredible information this is everything home and this is michelle swinnick oh good morning and good afternoon and i just want to start the show by saying i have a special guest here uh she might look familiar uh because she looks like the lady who hosts the show lucy degrazia this is julia DeGrazia, no relation. Did I say that? No. See, they actually look a lot alike. That's her daughter, and she's going to be our guest worship leader. She's going to kick up the show, and then Lucy is going to interview her for a little bit. And it's funny because Lucy's over on the side over there, and just before the show started, she yelled, don't forget you only have five minutes. And I was like, oh, okay. So that's that's how it's been over here in the studio this whole morning, everybody. So yes, the uh, Holy Honey Badger is on fire today. She is en fuego, so I'm going to make sure I keep it tight. It is 10.01. Couple things that I wanted to uh, oh, let me let me first introduce the show. Today is the ninth segment of our Jesus Rocks Live series that we started. Oh my God, can you believe it? it's been nine weeks? Nine weeks, and it only took a year to get her here, but she's here now, people. It's episode 366. It's God's household. Now I did some write ups and stuff, but bear with me while I put it. I I got too many screens here, so it is God's household. All right, bear with me. How and why we're living the complete opposite way of life they designed for us, okay? They, they designed, everything has been uh, uh, propagandized, indoctrinated, created, right? So you've heard about that on our show for, for a while. Lucy's been giving you a beautiful timeline. You know, I love the history. I love the timelines. And I love how she sneaks in the scripture. So then you're like, oh my God, yeah, it's part of a plan. Like I was listening to another show this morning. You know, I don't sleep. I wake up and then I listen to shows. And then sometimes, for the most part, I always I always go to episode 350. I'm telling you, that's my favorite episode of Jesus Rocks Live, but the other ones grow me. And I listen to them multiple times. And each time I listen to these episodes, I get so much information out of it. So I listen to it when I'm it's like three in the morning and I'm like, oh, I'm up. Mm, which episode of Lucy's am I going to listen to? So I encourage you to check out 350. They're all amazing. Even last week. So she brought it home real hard last week with the CIA and all that kind of stuff. So it, this is kind of an, an extension of of that because they're the ones who are behind, uh, let's just say, uh, teenagers, right? And uh, feminism, which which she kind of goes into more detail about that today, uh, and all of the uh, and all of the the lifestyle, the culture that we have now, which is literally opposite of what God's household is all about. So that's why we have Julia here today because we're talking like family, and we're talking about like the family unit and how that has been destroyed. I mean, just look at the black households alone. Right. So if, if there's a, uh, I just saw this last night on, uh, I think it was Chucker Hannity. I'm not sure. They kind of blend together. Right. So it was uh, it's 10 03. And then I got to plug some stuff and then I got to go because I'm getting kicked off. There's actually a hook. Lucy has ordered a hook. It's a physical hook that she's going to yank me off the stage. But I just wanted to say it's uh, about the culture and things like that. So because this is not 
we're not the only ones talking about what Lucy does a whole different way, right? That's why this show is so amazing and so unique. It's Uncle Tom or Tom's Cabin, Uncle Tom's Cabin by Larry Elder. It's part two. And it, it was the segment last night. He was promoing it. I was talking about the black families. And prior to the 60s, the, uh, the black families actually had more of a family unit where the mother and father were there in the household than the white people. Right. So it's, it was fascinating. So if you can watch that segment, I think I'm going to pull it off and, and use it on our on our take action menu, which is everything home about And you can see JesusRocksLive.com right there in the cry on. And for those of you listening on podcast players, because um, uh, is as JesusRocksLive.com, all the past episodes are on there. And you can also all the uh, links to listen to all the platforms live. We're on seven live streaming platforms for the video. And then what I did is I put every single episode on the podcast players. We're on 25 podcast players. You can listen to it or you can watch it or you can watch it and uh, and listen to it, but not watch the video, right? So we're all over the place. You can't find us. Now, speaking of other places, we are now on Conservative Television of America. And that is, uh, we're playing that on the weekends. That's Claude over there, a good buddy of mine. And then we're a featured show, Everything Home, my show, my show, because this is technically not my show. I just show up. I'm in the background. Remember, I'm the roadie. And um, that's on, uh, the, that's the talk radio show, which is Mondays at 10 a.m. No, I'm at 12 p.m. Pacific time, 3 p.m. Easter time. And I'm coming back on the 19th. Lucy is going to be on the longer segments on Michelle's Patriotic Soapbox. And uh, that's with the five guests, seven minute segments and the longer form interviews afterwards. And then on Bright on TV this Friday, we're on always on Fridays at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time. And I encourage you to tune into that because we got a huge announcement. We got a huge announcement with Christine Reagan from Act from America and Jim O'Connor, the Arizona Corporation Commission. Uh, commissioner, you know, he wrote that letter in order to demand that the machines, the voting machines, the corrupt voting machines, the selection of the elected elite, right? The selected and elected elite of the selection code, the movie with Tina Peters. Remember, we had that big event last week that was amazing. And um, she was a guest on our show, episode 360. We're going to be launching this whole campaign that you can participate in to demand that all of these demons stop using the machine and it's going to go nationwide. So we're going to tell you all about this. So make sure you tune in right on TV. Brightian.tv on Fridays. And uh, on uh, the other thing I want to tell you about is on, um, hold on, I'm looking at my notes. I'm looking at my notes because I didn't even mention all the stuff that I was supposed to mention because I'm looking at the clock. I'm, I'm, I'm ending it. I'm ending it. I'm going to get yelled at. So uh, uh, the conservative television in America, they actually are going live on, on four different TV stations in Georgia. So uh, Lucy's show, Juicy Rocks, this show, Jesus Rocks, is going to be on there. So you can actually watch her on real television starting on the 16th of September. And of course that's on Roku and, and the fire stick or whatever. And we're also on Brighton on uh, 6.30 a.m. Pacific time, 7 or 9.30 a.m. Eastern time on Brighton.tv on their Sunday Faith lineup. And that also has a Roku channel. So it, you can't not find this show. It's amazing. So I encourage you to show, share your friends and it'll literally change your life. Look, I even got one of these because I lost, I listened to Lucy and I, uh, and I watched the show. And I just want to bring to your attention also that today is day 43 of Dr. Simone being held in a federal prison uh, for doing absolutely nothing wrong. So I encourage you to send her letters, pray for her, do that every day. Um, we're going to get that information and push it out for you uh, more so than we already have. But you can always get all this information that I'm talking about here, not only there, Jesus Rocks Live. Just go to our take action menu, everythinghomeaboutus.com. And if you go to the Jesus Rocks Live, you go all the way to the bottom, it'll get you there. And then you can find all this incredible information to grow your business, enhance the quality of your life, make a difference, especially in your communities. Don't forget to get your patriotic gear. This is from uh, Save My Freedom. And that is Steve Stern over at the flagship company. Use promo code HOME10. Get 10% off. I know it's a lot, and I gotta go because Lucy is giving me the stink eye. The honey badger is giving me the stink eye. All right, so that is it. Be prepared for an amazing show. 
everybody. And um, remember, pray, plan, take action in that order. And then it's gonna make all the sense. Second Chronicles 7.14, she'll talk about all this stuff. And I, uh, I've run out of time. Sorry, two minutes over. All right, I'm out of here. All right. Uh, and now, uh, uh, Julia DeGrazia, take it away. Okay. All right. Dun, dun, dun. Good morning. I'm super blessed to get to wor lead worship with you all this morning. So if you are able and like to stand, I encourage that. And if you aren't able, if you want to just turn your hearts and minds over to Christ in this moment, we're going to do that together. presence I just want to sit here at your feet I'm caught up in this holy moment I never want to leave oh I'm not here for blessings Jesus, you don't owe me anything more than anything that you can do. I just want you. I'm sorry, and I've just gone through the motions. I'm sorry. I just sang another song Take me back to where we started I open up my heart to you I'm sorry And I've come with my agenda I'm sorry And I forget that you're enough Take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to Caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. Caught up in this holy moment. Thank you so much, Julia. 
Thank you for having me. Ah, so good to be here. Yeah, so this is this is my number two daughter. I have five daughters. God blessed me with, and um, Julia has uh, decided to embark on a career in music. So it's really exciting. Taken after my mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, such a blessing. So I'm just going to interview uh, my first guest. <laughs> my first guest. And so, yeah, we're going to mix it up a little bit today. Um, so Julia, um, interesting, um, Julia decided to, that she wanted to be baptized. At, I think you were like, what, 12? Around there. Yeah. yeah she just came and said, mom, I, I want to be baptized. I love Jesus. And yeah. And so, um, so what I'd like you, for you to talk about that, like what, what sparked you to make that decision and how it's kind of changed your walk? Yeah. Well, I grew up in a Christian household, thanks to you and dad, um, took us to church every day. So I was always used to being in church school and around all my friends who loved Jesus and we would sing songs. And I just remembered like heading into middle school, there just being this click that Jesus is something that I want to follow personally. And it wasn't just my parents kind of forcing me into that direction. Cause I know a lot of kids at that age start to wonder why they're in church and why they're doing this and their parents are dragging them. And it's almost forced versus I kind of got to grow my personal relationship with Jesus. And I saw how that affected me throughout my walk with Jesus and my high school, middle school experience, college even. And it really just helped me to come into who I am as a person. And I had Jesus as that guide and that direction my whole life. And so I wanted to dedicate my life so that it would be an outward reflection of Jesus's love in my life. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, yeah, that middle school age is, is really hard because you're you're going into that puberty and things are changing and yeah, your parents are dragging you to church every Sunday. And then yeah. all of a sudden you're realizing, why am I, why am I doing this? Yeah. yeah. It becomes a personal choice yeah. at that point. And it, it's honestly as young as middle school. Like I know a lot of people kind of start to think that way in high school more than not, but for like middle school is kind of when you're going through those life changes of what am I starting to want to do? Who am I starting to hang out with? And it's kind of a pivotal point of, which direction your life goes to. So I was very lucky to have come to that yeah. knowledge when I was that little. Yeah. And it reminds me of like, you know, like people didn't live as long. So you were kind of considered a, an adult very early in life. You know, I mean, that's why the Catholics do, you know, confirmation of the faith at like 13, the Jews do bar mitzvah, bar mitzvah. It's always like around 13. Cause that's when you're at the age, like you said, to make that decision. So um, it seems so yeah. far away thinking about how old we get now, but it's still a very pivotal point in most people's lives where it's kind of determines who you'll start to be when you're older. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really true. Um, so now talk about your education because you were <clears throat> homeschooled. Yeah. I really <laughs> wanted to go to high school and my mom was kind of, you know, pushing me into wanting, like kind of experiencing what I wanted to do. So I spent a summer in uh, summer school and I hated it. <laughs> I did meet some cool people, but overall worst experience of my life. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I really just didn't want to be homeschooled because I was worried that I was going to be, you know, behind socially or whatever the standard thing that people try to say homeschoolers are. And so she put me in a co-op. So I went twice a week. Um, I loved it. I got to do my learning at home. I got to have friends twice a week and get college prep education and really start to hone in on my own skills. Personally, I was able to do 
dual violin lessons and fiddle lessons. I was able to go snowboarding when I wanted to. <laughs> I was able to go on hikes in the morning and then go do homework after. And I could enjoy my life without having to be at school every single day for eight hours. I was able to work. So once I turned 16, I was full-time working. So I started being able to pay for college. It was honestly probably the best experience of my life being that I had the what things that I needed to feel like I was having that like social experience, but also I was able to be at home and do my thing and progress and be self-efficient, yeah. essentially. Yeah, um, homeschooling is definitely fun. I, I one of the things that I always loved about it was, you know, we you don't you don't have to spend nine or ten hours in academics, especially at the young ages, and you know, we we force them in school because we've got to keep them there. We're babysitting them for you know eight hours, so we're forcing them to do all of this concentration stuff. But when you're really when you're homeschooling and you're allowing the brain to just kind of do its thing, the, the most fun for me was after we'd have our lessons and I would just go, okay, you guys are free. And to to watch what they would do, the the imaginary play, um, one of my daughters would get the, the video camera and they would like pretend they were doing movies and stuff and they would <laughs> run around doing these videos. And just to see kids being kids where we don't really get to see that, that we, we structure every single aspect of their their day, their their afternoons, their evenings, um, and we just we literally we mold them to where we want them to be, kind of like what the CIA does to us. <laughs> and that's would be the other side of things where I was able to focus on my academics in addition to everything else that I wanted to do without feeling like a social pressure. Because I feel like that's like the main thing of high school is you want that social life, but then it becomes almost like what you're there for mm. and that I didn't have to go through which was honestly probably way better for me because I feel like I would have come out a completely different person had I been in that environment every single day but instead I was able to think about the work that I wanted to do to better myself in the future and that helped a lot with who I am yeah. today yeah and what I've been able to do yeah well the public school is hostile to God so you wouldn't get any of you know, biblical teachings or anything in there. So you're, 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 you're learning all things, the world, all things secular in the public school system, which we know the Prince of the Power of the Air runs the world. So that's what they're learning when you have your kids in public school all day long. Um, so now let's talk about, um, you just graduated college. She Good. was doing, uh, you know, during, during the COVID, right? But she did online college anyway, which was benefit much more beneficial um but now that we're in this post-covid insanity where the future we don't know what the future looks like i mean how as a young professional are you holding up in this world of vol volat volatility i guess it's, it's definitely been a lot harder just because people i think feel like they can get away with more and blame it almost still on covid which in my head doesn't make sense because that's so irrelevant to where we're at now and moving forward and trying to stem away from it. But that's kind of been the biggest thing of like, I teach violin lessons and sometimes it's hard to like get a student to actually commit without them feeling like they get the leniency of taking a few weeks off or a month off. And then I'm kind of get screwed over because I'm banking my job on having set things and I can't do that. So then I have to go to other sources and so it's just kind of been a lot more distant between people, I would say, which I guess could be your whole social distancing side of things, <laughs> but it's, it's kind of unfortunate and I'm hoping that we start to get past it, but honestly, we don't know. It's up to God and whatever yeah. he starts leading into people's hearts. One thing that I kind of, I noticed, um, like with all the masking 
is the, the very elderly people won't take their masks off and the younger people seem to think the masks are cool, I, especially like young women. I see a lot of like 17, 18, 19 year old women and they have like masks that match their outfits and they're still wearing them. Um, and it's kind of interesting because they've kind of adopted these masks as a, a fashion statement almost. It's, it's sad because we know that the masks in the distance is satanic ritual. And here we're, we're participating and our kids are, have been so indoctrinated. They don't realize they're participating. They think it's cool. They think it's now a fashion statement where they've got ma masks to match their outfits. It's yeah, it's kind of sad. I think it's very interesting when I see parents without masks and kids with masks. Yeah, I th I do too. I, I don't understand I, it either, but I see a lot more than I would expect I to do see. Too. So I think it's because like the kids, psych there's something psychological where the kid feels like he's safe. Or I don't know. The mask has definitely done something psychologically I explain to our it, children. But I do see yeah. that more than anything. Yeah, I honestly see more kids than older people. Yeah, masks me too. The time. Yeah, agree. I see a lot of kids and I do see parents not wearing the mask, but the kids are. And yes. that, yeah, it's really strange. That's just really strange. Um, so, yeah. So I just want to tell you um, while we wrap this up that uh, for me as your mom, it's been such a great pleasure and joy to get to see my children grow up. And now that they're grown and they're independent and they're on their own here. The Bible says, raise your children in the way they should go and they will always return to it. It gives me as a parent so much um, uh, calm. I'm, I'm not, right? Because I know I trust the Lord and I did what the Lord asked me to do. I raised you up, right? And now the Lord's gonna, gonna take you and I know that you're gonna continue on, on your path and I don't worry about you. And so it's really interesting that I don't, you know, I don't, I don't like hover over you or I'm not. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's what helped was I wasn't getting yeah. Jesus forced on my throat all the time. Yeah. It was like, I would get taken. So I was in the environment, but then I was able to choose for myself, yeah. which is how it should be. But I think it's a disservice to not tell people about Jesus, especially oh, yeah. kids. I think that's heartbreaking. They should be able to experience what that's like at a young age. So that way when they get older. Yeah they can have that choice and at least know and have a deep foundational root of who Jesus is. It's heartbreaking to see kids who don't know the Ten know Commandments yeah. or anything about any biblical Jesus story. I see it all the time yeah. and it is heartbreaking. But It, it really is. It, it really, it, I know, because I see it too. Okay, so finally, you're on your budding career as you, as you heard her beautiful voice. and Just um, graduated this summer. Yeah, okay, so tell us about it. You went to Berkeley and... I did. I was kind of questioning moving to Boston. COVID hit, wiped that completely out of the <laughs> picture for me, which was a blessing in disguise because I didn't have to pay three times as much money to go to school. But I just graduated my uh, bachelor's in professional music studies from Berkeley College of Music. Uh, it's been super cool. I loved the education I got there. I didn't feel indoctrinated at all. <laughs> it was music all the time and I loved that. Um, I had really great professors, learned a lot. So now I'm kind of heading into my musical career side of things. So I've been trying to release some of my own music. Hopefully that starts getting out there. Currently I've been partnering with my talented friend, Evan Honer. He has music out on Spotify, Apple Music. You can find him on evanhonermusic.com. You can find me on juliadegrazmusic.com, mm -hmm. uh, D-I-G-R-A-Z. Uh, I just kind of posted that website. I'll post live gigs, my music, 
other things about updates with my music career on there. On their social media. I am on TikTok and Instagram at Julia DeGraz Music. I kind of have Facebook, but I don't really use it. <laughs> yeah, Facebook's more for older. My generation yeah. is not, <laughs> not kind of up to par with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's I post my reels and my TikToks on there. And like I said, hopefully I'll get some of my own music out in the future. Yeah, and you've you've had a already a pretty budding career. She's played with the Almond Betts band. I and, did. Uh, <laughs> had Zach Bryan repost one yeah. of my videos the other day. Yeah, so that was incredible. So, so Yeah, God's doing amazing, amazing things when you when you trust and obey and you follow the Lord and you dedicate your life. He does amazing things. And so I just want to say I'm, just, I'm very blessed to be your mom. And, Thanks uh, for being my mom. <laughs> Thanks and, for not uh, and I love everything that you're doing. And Julie also leads worship with me at Hope of the Valley on Sunday mornings when she's when she's able. And um, yeah, so it's it's been an awesome, awesome wild ride. And I thank you so much for, for being my first guest Thanks and opening in worship. So yeah, thanks everybody. But yeah, you can. Beautiful. Yeah. So we're just going to readjust here for a second. And uh, while we're doing that, I want to show you. Um, I'm just so honored and blessed and truly humbled to be on this journey with you guys. Um, you know, it just, it wasn't planned. It just kind of naturally sparked because I organized a, a, a protest against the Satan convention that was coming into my neighborhood. And I, I asked, I called on Michelle and asked if I could come on her Monday show and, um, and plug the protest for the Satan thing. And that's kind of how this just all got birthed. The Lord just, he just brought it all together. He's just putting it together. And I'm just so blessed to be here. And I want to show you, um, we got gifted today and you will see this soon when we redo the, the walls. But this is from a very dear friend of mine who's been watching the show and she painted this for me. Um, and it's going to be part of our, our, uh, our studio here. And um, it's just beautiful. And she has, she's Beauty for Ashes is her, uh, her website, beautyforashes.com. And she paints beautiful, beautiful biblical paintings. So I'm just so grateful that this has been gifted to our studio. Um, yeah. And it's just the blessings are, are just incredible. And I'm humbled. Um, so I want to pick up from kind of where we left off last week. Um, is it time to say, it's just about time to say goodbye to Brighteon. So we might as well get ready to, but, uh, last week we talked about, um, yeah, the good old CIA, <laughs> right? And we're going to get back into that today because they are molding us. They have been molding our whole, our whole society and everything we think we think we don't think <laughs> it's been, what's been put into our brains to think, um, and we're going to talk about that. So right now I am going to say goodbye to Brighteon. And um, it's great to have you guys. If you are wanting to see the rest of it, go on to JesusRocksLive.com and you can find the rest of this episode there. So thanks so much, Brighteon. We'll see you next week. All right. So um, last week, let me get my peepers on here. Last week we talked about the world's, how the world sees uh right? Marriage and all that. So the world is anti-marriage. The world is anti-family. The world is anti-children. The world is anti-patriarch. Okay. And we talked about, and I want to remind you, um, we talked about Alfred Kinsey, what the CIA did. Now we're going to go back, but not today. Cause I want to, 
right now I feel like we we need to catch up. We need to play catch up, right? So I'm gonna stick to 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 present day, but we are gonna eventually go way back in history and see how this all started because this has been going on. You know, the demons play a long game. Um, they're in it, they're in it for 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 to the end, and they just don't stop. So uh, in 1953, uh, we had that that twisted pervert Alfred Kinsey, and he gave us the um, the sexual garbage about women having secret rape fantasies and and men having secret homosexual fantasies and all this this kind of crazy stuff. But the women you know, want to be dominated. They have this this secret rape fantasy. Alfred Kinsey, uh, he literally. Um, all of our comprehensive sex ed that is being taught in our schools today is birthed from him. Okay. He was all about the, the LGBT. Um, by the way, I know this isn't really uh, uh, part of it, but the LGBT. So it was LGBT, then it was LGBTQ, then it was LGBTQ plus. And I always said, what is this plus sign for? And I knew that it had to be because they were going to just keep adding, right? And what I learned when I was running for school board was the next thing that they were going to add to the, the LGBTQ was maps. And uh, I didn't understand that at the time, maps, M-A-P-S. And so they were going to go LGBTQ maps. And of course they did. Okay. So if you're seeing it now, they're, they're talking about it. Maps is minor attracted persons. Okay. So think about why they want comprehensive sex ed at five years old in kindergarten. And they are adding maps to the LGBTQ gar, uh, alphabet for minor attracted persons. Well, if you're teaching a five-year-old, you're teaching them consent. Okay. So that when the parents find out that, that this pervert has just molested your your five-year-old and you try to have them arrested, they go, well, did your five-year-old know what they were doing? Didn't they learn in school what this was? So they consented. You see how twisted and sick this is. And it came from the CIA, from Alfred Kinsey, who wrote that book. And then remember, Hugh Hefner was a CIA psychologist and they brought him in to, now remember, they create the problem, now have the solution. Well, create a dominant male persona. And he came up with Playboy, okay? And dressed the girls in the scantily clad outfits with the bunny ears, right? Have them hop around and entertain the men. Well, this was the CIA's plan, create the problem. So now you've created a problem that did not exist, but now you've created it. So now you've got men behaving a certain way and women behaving a certain way because they've created this environment, you see? And so it's a perfect, perfect storm for women's liberation. Hey, women, guess what? These men are oppressing you. Really? So we got to get rid of the patriarchal system. Guys, what's this? God is our father, creator of all. Patriarch. Get rid of the patriarchal system with the women's lib. You see the women, again, they know that women are vulnerable and men will just follow. Look at, the, look at the garden, okay? So they created the perfect storm against the patriarchy, convinced the women that they're oppressed by men 
and make them rise up against men by creating a movement, women's liberation. Add to that drugs. You know, the CIA is responsible for all of our drugs, LSD, all of these chemical drugs. They were developing them to take down military enemies, but they used them on us. And that was the whole Grateful Dead. If you are, if you know anything about the Grateful Dead and all of that, what happened in the 60s. And we'll get into that in another episode when we talk about music, because that was all planned. And not, the Grateful Dead did not just spring up. They weren't just a bunch of boys who, who wanted to make music. They were CIA brought in. I mean, they didn't understand what that was happening to them. They were kids. But this is, this is what the CIA has done. So now by the summer of 1967, we got the women's liberation. They're burning their bras. They're sleeping around because that's what we can do. Isn't that amazing, right? Yeah, that's that really liberates us, doesn't it? So now we got sexual diseases and unwanted pregnancies and, right? We're so liberated, huh? And we're just passing it out. We're just giving any, any guy whatever they want. We're liberated, okay. And uh, by 1967, with all the LSD and everything, now we got the summer of drugged up love. So now it's really crazy, okay? So basically the CIA created this need for a women's liberation movement and that caused a, a mass exodus from Christian morality. Just bottom line. And isn't that what the world system is designed to do? Remember, upside down, prince of the power of the air rules everything here. So why would we think that we're coming up with these ideas on our own? Even worse, then we go off as single moms and we have sons, but we're feminists and we hate men, but now we're raising our boys that we hate because they're, they're going to grow up to be men that we hate. So what do we have to do? We have to emasculate them. So we can't let them, we can't let boys be boys. They're hyper, they're crazy, they, they're risk takers. So we drug them. Oh, ADHD, we got ADHD. Your son's got ADHD, needs the drugs. We got to calm him down. Couple that with all the vaccines. Couple that with all the, the guilt of, we just hate you because you're a man. And then we wonder why we've got a bunch of skinny jeans, tight jeans, girly men, their shorts are getting shorter. You see what the boys fashions? They don't know who they are, guys, because we're raising them in this weird feminist system. And then we're going, you know, what's up? Someone gave me a really good thing about ADHD. If you're a Christian and someone tells you your son has ADHD, say, yeah, I know. We all have ADHD. We're actively displaying his domain. Be a Christian. Walk different. Look different. We're citizens of heaven. And this is all because of Genesis 3, right? The fall. What did God say after the fall? Because of the fall, men get hard labor, right? Men get hard labor. They got to work hard. They got to plow those fields to grow the food. It doesn't come easy. You got to build your house. It doesn't come easy. Women get hard labor, okay? They got hard labor in childbirth. Women also get a strong desire to control men. Read it, Genesis 3.16. So we get a strong desire to control men, and then we live in this system of the prince of the power of the air who tells us, yeah, 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 yeah. You want to control men. You're better than men. Women's live is not about being equal. It's about being above special rights. The same way like the gay movement, the LGBT, they're, they're not for equal rights. They're for special rights. They want to rule over us. 
Okay. Feminism is not for equality. It's for superiority. And we, we bought into it. We bought into it. And we've been raising our families in this weird feminist system. When God created the world, he is the father. So we are in a patriarch. But this world has to tell us no. And that's where evolution comes from too, you know. Evolution, Darwin, that whole nonsense was also, I don't even think Darwin actually believed what he, what he wrote. He was kind of forced to do it. Um, I'll, I'll do some more research on that before we do a show on it. But, um, but the whole feminist movement is basically we were birthed out of the sea, which, you know, the goddess of the sea is feminine. The sea is a big giant womb. And it just tossed and spit out people. That's evolution. So if you believe in evolution, you're in a feminist anti-Christ belief system. Right? Yeah. So we were created. We didn't evolve. <laughs> it's really sick. If you start, well, we'll get into evolution. The theories are like incredible. We don't think about it because we weren't taught. We weren't taught any other way in school. We went to public school, most of us, and we weren't taught. We were taught the, the science, how you evolved. And we see all, all those diagrams, right, with the Cro-Magnon man and how they get, you know, progressively more straight up and down until they're walking upright, homo sapien man. That's what we were taught. We weren't taught any other creationist view or anything. We were taught one way. So we weren't taught how to think. We were taught what to think. And now it's even worse because they're not even teaching that in school now. They're not teaching what to think or how to think. They're, you know what they're teaching? Behavior modification. I've been talking to kids. Talk to kids. Talk to kids. You meet kids in the grocery store with their parents. Go, hey, how is school? Well, do you like it? What are you learning? And listen to what they tell you. Well, this week we learned how to like stay behind each other in line. Um, we're learning how to be kind. I talked to one kid who said, yeah, we get pizza party points. If we do like the right things, if we say the right things, if we do the right things, we get pizza party points. And then when we get a hundred points, we get to have a pizza party for the class. Say the right things, do the right thing. What are they telling your kids to say and do? Hmm. Yeah. Remember, no God is in the school. No God is allowed in the school. It's completely secular. But we're not going to really talk about, because I've been hammering on parents. Now I'm going to hammer on parents some more. <laughs> um, but today we're going to talk about the elderly um, and nursing homes and what the Bible has to say about this. Because this is another area, like with the children, when we, we send our children off, we had Hillary telling us we, we can't raise our children on our own. We need a village. Yeah, no, sorry. Take your village and keep it away from me and my kids. Thank you very much. But she put that mindset into us. We can't raise our kids on our own. That's all deliberate. It's all MK Ultra brainwashing. Say it over and over again and we'll believe it. And you know how many parents I've talked to and I go, hey, you should homeschool your kids. <gasps> I don't know how to homeschool my own kids. What? Wait, did you teach your kids how to brush their teeth? Did you teach your kids how to ride a bike? Did you teach your kids how to take a shower and clean their bodies? Did you teach your kids what they're supposed to eat? But then you say you're not qualified to teach your own children. That makes no sense to me. That's the world system 
gotten into your head. Remember, it's all about controlling your mind and your thoughts. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna be in First Timothy a little bit today, because um, we're gonna talk about our elderly. Because I grew up in a different generation. I'm a, I'm a boomer, so my parents were World War II, and they were you know Italian immigrants, Italian immigrants, and family is everything. And like Michelle was saying, you know the the black family, very very nuclear families. Family was everything. I remember when my grandmother had a diabetic stroke, I was about 13 or 14 years old. And my mom, um, who was newly widowed at the time, would go, her and her sister would take turns and they would go and take care of their mother in their home, in her home. And my mother would go for two weeks a month and then her sister would come and stay for two weeks a month and they just covered taking care of mom. So mom could stay in her home. And we don't do that anymore. Our parents are, hey, you can't help me anymore, mom and dad? Well, it's time for you to go. And look at what they did to our parents during COVID. How many of us lost our elderly parents? They were isolated. We couldn't be with them. We couldn't hold their hands as they were dying. No last prayers. These are our parents, guys. And this is what the world system has done. These are our parents, the ones who raised us, the ones who sacrificed for us. I mean, we all think we know our parents. We don't know our parents, really. We don't know the, the silent struggles that they went through raising us, the way we go through silent struggles raising our kids that our kids will never know. But yet, you get to a certain age. Bye, mom. Bye, dad. You got to go live in this home now. This sterile, unloving, ungodly environment and let strangers take care of you because we don't want to. We're done with you. It's kind of how we are. You guys know what calling is before we get to First Timothy. So turn to First Timothy. And while we're waiting, I want to talk about calling. Calling is, look it up in the dictionary. It's selective slaughter. So what they do like in farmers they will call all the, the animals that are too weak to sustain, to be sustained. The animals that might be a little bit sick. They're not going to be good for the food industry. They call them. They get them to go willingly to slaughter. Didn't we just kind of call our elderly? We allowed the government to call us. They're calling us to the nursing homes to slaughter us. Who are the first to die? The elderly in the nursing homes. Population control. You get rid of the weakest first. Now let's see what God has to say about the elderly. First Timothy. First Timothy. Let's go to chapter five, right at the beginning, never speak harshly to an older man, but appeal to him respectfully as you would to your own father. Talk to younger men as you would to your own brothers. Treat older women as you would your mother. 
and treat younger women with all purity as you would your own sisters. Take care of any widow who has no one else to take care of her. If she has children or grandchildren, their first responsibility is to show godliness at home and repay their parents by taking care of them. This is something that pleases God. Those who won't care for their relatives, I'm in verse 8, especially those in their own household, have denied the true faith. Such people are worse than unbelievers. I think we all have some repenting to do. Those who won't care for their relatives, especially those in their own household, have denied the true faith. Such people are worse than unbelievers. This is the word of the Lord. How do we treat our elderly? We brush them off. We put them in nursing homes. They can't do anything for us anymore. Think about how selfish this world system has made us. I don't want to raise my kids because my kids, eh, they kind of put a damper in my lifestyle. So I'm going to send them off, daycare, let the village raise my kids, school, so I can have my career, my, 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 me, me, me. I got to pay my mortgage because I want to live in that big, 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 big house. And then on the other side, ah, my parents can't do anything for me anymore. They're kind of worthless. They're not working. And I don't really want to support them. So I'm going to put them over there in the nursing home. All about me. It's all about us, right? What I want. I, I, what's best for me? What's best for me? What's Oh, you know what? God doesn't want me to have the burden of caring for my sick elderly mother. Really? Well, that's not what the Bible says. So who told you that? Someone in the world system that you're trusting over God's word? How many times have we done that? We got to stop. We want to, we want to write this. We want God's blessings. We want that 2 Chronicles 7, 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. Is it humble to put ourselves first? God says we're servants. Jesus came as a servant. We don't want to be servants. We want to, we want to be served. I want my kids to serve me. I want my parents to serve me. And when neither one of them can't, well, then I'll send my kids to school. I'll send my parents to the nursing home. And I'll go out and find somebody else to float my boat and serve me. It's really selfish. And it's not what God wants from us. Remember, we're holy when we call ourselves followers of Jesus. We're set apart from the rest of the ways of this world. We have to get our minds around that. All right. So let's look at some Proverbs here. Well, before we get to the Proverbs, Leviticus, 
Leviticus chapter 19, verse 32. Stand up in the presence of the elderly and show respect for the aged. Fear your God. I am the Lord. If you have a problem with any of this, take it up with the Lord because <laughs> this is coming straight from scripture. Isaiah 46.4, I will be your God throughout your lifetime until your hair is white with age. I made you and I will care for you. Psalm 71 verse 9. And now in my old age, don't set me aside. Don't abandon me when my strength is failing. I don't have to tell you what the fifth commandment says. Honor thy mother and father. This is the only commandment with a promise. You'll have a good life if you do. Is it honorable to send them away? To die alone with strangers? where our government won't even let us see them for fear of germs? Proverbs 16, verse 31. Gray hair is a crown of glory. It is gained by living a godly life. Proverbs 20, 29. The glory of the young is their strength. The gray hair of experience is the splendor of the old. See, the old teach the young. And if we get rid of the old, there's nobody to teach the young. So then we have the young teaching the young. But no one taught the young. So how did the young learn? They learned the ways of the world. And they teach their young the ways of the world because we've gotten rid of the old, because with age comes wisdom. That's what God promises. Proverbs 23, 22. Listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old. Honor your mother and father. Job 12, 12. Is not wisdom found among the aged? Does not long life bring understanding? We can learn from the elderly. When my kids were young, part of our homeschool was we would go and sing in nursing homes. I didn't want my young children to be afraid of elderly people. They didn't know their own grandparents because they were much older and past, but I always made sure that they were around some elderly people so that they could understand. Older people teach you. They give you things that you don't know. Life lessons that we don't have. Okay? Um, first Peter chapter 5, verse 5. In the same way, you younger men must accept the authority of the elders. Turn to Matthew chapter 15. Matthew chapter 15. We're going to start in verse 4. 
whew, God says, honor your mother and father. And anyone who speaks disrespectfully of father or mother must be put to death. But you say it is all right for people to say to their parents, sorry, I can't help you, for I have vowed to give God what I would have given to you. In this way, you say you don't need to honor your parents. And so you cancel the word of God for the sake of your own tradition. You hypocrites, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you. For he wrote, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship, their worship is a farce, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. We're listening to the world, guys. We're listening to an evil government system of Satanists who worship Satan, who practice all of the Luciferian rituals, and who force us subliminally to practice along with them. The great deceiver, the father of lies, and we have all bought into it because of our government. MK Ultra is just one of many mind control techniques that they've been using against us. And they found very, very quickly through television. And we're going to talk about that in the future too. Through those demonic waves. Think about what the word means. Tell a vision. That's exactly what it does. It puts an idea into our heads and then we go with it. It's demonic because our human nature wants to go with the ways of the world, right? That's our human nature. That's our default to Satan. So we've constantly got to be swimming upstream following Jesus. It's the only way. You got to keep yourself in the word. You got to keep yourself in constant prayer. So Disney Channel, for example, if you let your kids watch Disney, and I did, but thankfully I was with my kids and I didn't get to ask Julia this, but I'm sure she would have told you, I'm really, really annoying to watch TV with because I see the subliminal seduction, I see the MK Ultra taking place, and I see the ungodliness. I see there's symbolism everywhere. These guys, their symbolism in everything, you just have to look. God will show it to you. It's there. So you take these Disney sitcoms, these Nickelodeon family shows, and watch them carefully. Mom is always a hot mess. Mom always doesn't have anything together. She's just, <laughs> oh, hair's a mess, and she's just trying to get everything. Never organized. Everything's all crazy with mom. Mom just needs a glass of wine. Dad, dad's a doofus. Dad's a hope, hope. Hey kids, what's going on? Oh, oh, oh. Dad doesn't make any decisions. He's just a doofus. It's the, always the kids. Watch these shows. The kids are the smart ones. The kids know everything. The kids make the decisions. The kids tell mom and dad what they need to be doing. It's a complete reversal of the family. And we do it. 
I see people all the time negotiating with their three-year-old children about what to have for dinner. Really? You're in the grocery store negotiating with your toddler who's literally just screaming, hey, would you like to eat this for dinner? No! And you're having a conversation with a toddler. Be a parent, guys. We have a lot to learn, don't we? We've really, really been brainwashed by this government system. And like I said, go back to 1953 and how they just started the feminism. We're going to get deeper and deeper into this feminist movement because it's really taken us astray. Look at the state of our men in this country. Look at what's just happened with COVID, with with protests and rallies and fighting against masks and fighting against lockdowns and fighting in the school boards, it's majority women. It's majority women who are leading now in the fight because we've emasculated our men. Not even realizing we're just swimming along the current with the ways of this world. Jesus is our anchor. God is our anchor. So while we get ready to, to close out in prayer, I'm going to give you... Turn to James. James chapter 5, 13. James chapter 5, starting at verse 13. Here's your hope. <laughs> Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. We're all suffering hardships, aren't we? Are any of you happy? Then you should sing praises. Are any of you sick? Then you should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. What do we do? We pray. How do we fight our battles? On our knees. We pray. How do we act? We stop following the ways of the world. We start looking for the symbolism that's in everything. We start educating our children about the ways of God. We teach our children about Jesus. We teach our children about what God wants. We take care of our elderly. Get them out of the nursing home. They don't belong there. They're your parents. They belong with their family. We don't belong in hospitals. We belong at home. So let's start that. So that's your homework for this week. I love you guys. I'm so, so grateful that we're on this journey together. And um, I'll see you next week. So let's uh, sing it out. Oh, I don't have a pick. That's okay. Oh, here's my pick right here. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. Gone are the dark clouds that had me fly.
Listening to Everything Homes special segment, Stories Needing Sharing, with Michelle Swinnick, the queen of quality content, life, laughter, and the pursuit of happiness. To meet, learn from, and hire the experts and the guests, professionals, and members of the Everything Home Socially Conscious Referral Network and Marketplace, visit everythinghometalkshow.com slash episodes. And to listen, subscribe, rate, review, like, follow, comment, and share, go to www.everythinghometalkshow.com and find us on all the major listening platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you were entertained, and we hope that you picked up some real-life, tangible takeaways from some good people doing good business and good things. Till next time, this is Everything Home, signing off. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.